discuter de tout ça. I don't want to set the world on fire. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Good evening, good afternoon, or good morning, whenever it may be, wherever you may be, and however you may be hearing my voice. Whether it be via download through one of the many podcast platforms, or if you are listening to the premiere on the Alternate Current Radio's live stream, I appreciate you tuning in and joining me as we attempt to navigate the shark-infested waters of the agenda-centivized media and look past the propaganda. This is your daily dose of what's currently all the ruckus. What in God's name is going on in here? What was that ruckus? Uh, what ruckus? I was just in my office and I heard a ruckus. Could you describe the ruckus, sir? Watch your tongue, young man. Watch it. Throughout the history of mankind, human beings have had some really good ideas and some really bad ideas. Unfortunately, most things that turn out to be really bad ideas are considered good ideas at first, and only upon retrospect do we, as they say, learn the hard way. Here's a couple of really bad ideas that I fear have some hard lessons coming our way. You're listening to Alternate Current Radio, I'm Adam Clark, and this is The Daily Ruckus. As reported by Kenny Stancil for Common Dreams, in a decision that sparked condemnation from environmental advocates, fisher folk, and neighboring countries, Japan announced Tuesday a plan to dump over 1.2 million tons of stored contaminated wastewater from the Fukushima Daiichi nuclear power plant into the Pacific Ocean. The decision made by the Prime Minister Yoshihide Suga's cabinet gives Tokyo Electric Power Company, TEPCO, the green light to release Fukushima's wastewater into the sea just over a decade after one of the worst nuclear disasters in history. Discharges won't begin for two years as TEPCO prepares for a process that is expected to take decades. Greenpeace said in a statement that the decision, which has long been contemplated but delayed due to strong public opposition is a violation of international maritime law that, quote, completely disregards the human rights and interests of the people in Fukushima, wider Japan, and the Asia-Pacific region, end quote. Kazuo Suzuki, climate and energy campaigner at Greenpeace Japan, said, quote, the Japanese government has once again failed the people of Fukushima. The government has taken the wholly unjustified decision to deliberately contaminate the Pacific Ocean with radioactive wastes. The cabinet's decision failed to protect the environment and neglected the large-scale opposition and concerns of the local Fukushima residents as well as the neighboring citizens around Japan. Greenpeace stands with the people of Fukushima, including fishing communities, in their efforts to stop these plans, end quote. Polling data from Greenpeace 
Japan has shown that a majority of residents in Fukushima and throughout Japan object to the release of contaminated wastewater into the Pacific Ocean. The nationwide Federation of Japan Fisheries Cooperatives, in particular, is completely opposed to sea discharges. As Al Jazeera reported Tuesday, quote, local fishing communities worry that years of work to convince consumers that Fukushima's seafood is safe will be wiped out by the release, end quote. An official with the Association of Fukushima Fishermen Unions told AFP, quote, the message from the government that the water is safe is not reaching the public. That's the huge problem. Our efforts in the past decade to restore the fish industry will be for nothing, end quote. And according to the Associated Press, quote, the plant's operator, Tokyo Electric Power Co., and government officials say tritium, which is not harmful in small amounts, cannot be removed from the water, but all other selected radionuclides can be reduced to releasable levels. Some scientists say the long-term impact on marine life from low-dose exposure to such large volumes of water is unknown, end quote. The government stresses the water's safety, calling it quote-unquote treated, not radioactive, even though radionuclides can only be reduced to disposable levels, not to zero. The amount of radioactive material that would remain in the water is unknown. Last year, Jan Haverkamp, a senior expert on nuclear energy policy at Greenpeace, warned that there remains, quote, a lot of uncertainty about the effects of tritium, end quote. Quote, the moment that I hear the word treated being used instead of contaminated, Haverkamp said, I can't think differently than this is a kind of new speak, end quote. Disposal of contaminated wastewater has been delayed for years by safety concerns and protests, but Suga told lawmakers that releasing it into the Pacific Ocean was, quote, a problem that cannot be avoided, end quote, because, according to the New York Times, quote, the space used to store the water is expected to run out next year, end quote. But Greenpeace's Suzuki said the Japanese government, quote, has discounted the radiation risks and turned its back on the clear evidence that sufficient storage capacity is available on the nuclear site, as well as in surrounding districts, rather than using the best available technology to minimize radiation hazards by storing and processing the water over the long term. They have opted for the cheapest option, dumping the water into the Pacific Ocean, end quote. According to a Greenpeace report published in March, there are, quote, alternatives to the current flawed decommissioning plans for Fukushima Daiichi, including options to stop the continued increase of contaminated water, end quote. Last year, and again last month, the UN's Human Rights Special Rapporteurs warned Japan's government that discharging the wastewater from the Fukushima nuclear plant into the environment violates the rights of its citizens and neighbors. The UN pleaded with Japanese officials to postpone any decision on dumping the contaminated water into the sea until after the COVID-19 pandemic was over so that adequate international consultations could be held. Japan's plan to release contaminated wastewater has been denounced by Beijing and Seoul. Jennifer Morgan, executive director at Greenpeace International, said that the current plan for wastewater disposal, quote, is a violation of Japan's legal obligations under the United Nations Convention on the Law of the Sea and 
will be strongly resisted over the coming months. In the 21st century, when the planet, and in particular the world's oceans, are facing so many challenges and threats, it is an outrage that the Japanese government and TEPCO think they can justify the deliberate dumping of nuclear waste into the Pacific Ocean. End quote. CommonDreams.org You know, every time I think of radiated water, I can't help but think of that three-eyed fish from The Simpsons. But all that aside, dumping contaminated wastewater from a nuclear power plant into the ocean just really sounds like a bad idea to me. But hey, what do I know? I'm not a scientist. Which is probably a good thing, because I'd hate to be one of the scientists right now about to release GMO mosquitoes in the Florida Keys, just in case something goes horribly wrong. I'd hate for that to be my fault. As reported by Undark, this spring, the biotechnology company Oxitech plans to release genetically modified mosquitoes in the Florida Keys. Oxitech says its technology will combat dengue fever, a potentially life-threatening disease, and other mosquito-borne viruses, such as Zika, mainly transmitted by the Aedes aegypti mosquito. While there have been more than 7,300 dengue cases reported in the United States between 2010 and 2020, a majority are contracted in Asia and the Caribbean, according to the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. In Florida, however, there were 41 travel-related cases in 2020, compared with 71 cases that were transmitted locally. Native mosquitoes in Florida are increasingly resistant to the most common form of control, insecticide, and scientists say they need new and better techniques to control the insects and the diseases they carry. Quote, there aren't any other tools that we have. Mosquito nets don't work. Vaccines are under development, but need to be fully efficacious, says Michael Bonsall, a mathematical biologist at the University of Oxford who is not affiliated with Oxitec, but has collaborated with the company in the past, and who worked with the World Health Organization to produce a GM mosquito testing framework. Bonsall and other scientists think a combination of approaches is essential to reducing the burden of diseases, and that maybe newer ideas like GM mosquitoes should be added to the mix. Oxitex mosquitoes, for instance, are genetically altered to pass what the company calls self-limiting genes to their offspring. When released, GM males breed with wild female mosquitoes. The resulting generation does not survive into adulthood, reducing the overall population. But Oxitec has been proposing to experimentally release GM mosquitoes in the Keys since 2011, and the plan has long been met with suspicion among locals and debate among scientists. Some locals say they fear being guinea pigs. Critics say they are concerned about the possible effects GM mosquitoes could have on human health and the environment. In 2012, the Key West City Commission objected to Oxitec's plan. In a non-binding referendum four years later, residents of Key Haven, where the mosquitoes would have been released, rejected it, while residents in the surrounding county voted in support of the release. With the decision left up to the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, officials approved 
approved the trial to be conducted elsewhere in the Keys. According to Oxitec, the release was delayed due to a transfer of jurisdiction over the project from the U.S. Food and Drug Administration to the Environmental Protection Agency. The company reapplied for approval to release a new version of the mosquitoes called OX5034 in the Keys. In May, the EPA granted a two-year experimental use permit, which the agency can cancel at any time. State and local sign-off soon followed, finally giving the project the green light. Oxitex OX5034 mosquitoes are the first GM mosquitoes approved for release in the U.S. The company has already conducted a trial with the OX5034 mosquitoes in Brazil and released more than a billion of a previous version called OX513A there and in other locations over the years, including the Cayman Islands. The company says it is confident in the effectiveness and safety of the technology, but some scientists want to hit pause on Oxitec's Florida trial to find what they say is a fairer process in deciding to release the mosquitoes. Others want to see clearer proof that this technology is even necessary, claiming that the company has only released its most positive data with the public and has kept other key data, including whether the mosquitoes curb disease transmission, private, and if the release actually launches as planned. Some key residents say they aim to interfere. Critics also say that Oxitec failed to engage with local communities in Florida and get their consent to release the mosquitoes. Quote, What's the most upsetting is that the very people that are going to be most impacted, both by the benefits or the risks of such a decision, have, like, the smallest voice in how these choices are made. I think that's a really big issue, says Natalie Koffler, a molecular biologist and bioethicist who founded Editing Nature, a platform that advocates for inclusive decision-making processes to steer the use of genetic technology. If Oxitec doesn't do this right, she adds, it could have a huge impact on delaying the use of other beneficial technologies like that in the future, end quote. Oxitec's OX503 mosquitoes are programmed to combat the transmission of mosquito-borne illnesses by suppressing local Aedes aegypti populations. Oxitec, which is U.S.-owned and based in the United Kingdom, describes their mosquitoes as quote-unquote friendly because they will only release males, which, unlike females, do not bite humans or transmit disease. At Oxitec's laboratory in the UK, the company genetically engineers the mosquitoes, giving the insects the self-limiting gene that makes the females dependent on the antibiotic tetracycline. Without the drug, they will die. Eggs from these genetically altered mosquitoes, which will hatch both male and female insects, will be shipped to the keys. Mosquitoes require water to mature from an egg to an adult. When Oxitec's team adds water to the boxes the mosquitoes will be deployed in, both GM males and GM females will hatch. With no tetracycline present in the box, the GM females are expected to die in early larval stages. The male mosquitoes will survive and carry the gene. When they leave the boxes, the insects will, hypothetically, fly away to mate with wild females to pass the gene to the next wild generation, according to Nathan Rose, head of regulatory affairs at Oxitec. Kevin Gorman 
Harmon, the company's chief development officer, says the local female mosquito population will be increasingly reduced, which will also reduce the number of wild male mosquitoes in the treatment areas. Gorman emphasized that the EPA and other regulators found no risk in using tetracycline in breeding their genetically altered mosquitoes, but some scientists think the presence of this antibiotic in the environment does pose a risk. According to Jennifer Kuzma, co-founder and co-director of the Genetic Engineering and Society Center at North Carolina State University, tetracycline is commonly used in Florida to prevent bacterial diseases in agriculture, particularly in citrus groves, and to treat bacteria in sewage plants. The use of the antibiotic for these purposes may mean that it will remain in the environment, especially in water where the mosquitoes breed, which could allow Oxitex female mosquitoes to survive. While the company does not plan to release the mosquitoes near areas where the antibiotic is used, Kuzma says the EPA's risk assessment did not include testing of any standing water for tetracycline, something she adds, quote, would have been easy enough to do for good due diligence, end quote. Skeptics of Oxitex GM mosquitoes include local residents, physicians, scientists, and environmental activists. Many of these opponents say they aren't anti-GMO, but disagree with how the approval process has been handled. One group has even kept a running list of what it sees as Oxitex wrongdoings since it first began experimental release. The list includes Oxitex lack of disease monitoring in the countries where it has released mosquitoes, the unknown price of its technology, and complaints that the company has overstated the success of some of its trials. Quote, I cannot trust this company. I cannot trust this technology, says Mara Daly, a resident of Key Largo, who says she's been following Oxitex plans for nine years. This is not a traditional pesticide, she adds. This is not a chemical that you can trace. This is something completely different, new emerging technology, and we need better regulation, end quote. Phil Goodman, chairman of the Florida Keys Mosquito Control District, FKMCD, an independently elected commission carrying out mosquito control within Monroe County, says that many of those who discredit Oxitex evidence do not understand the technology. He says, quote, they're fear-mongering. They have very little credibility here in the Florida Keys, as far as I'm concerned, end quote. But people like Daly and Barry Ray, executive director of the Florida Keys Environmental Coalition, disagree. Quote, we want to know it's safe, says Ray, who notes that his group more generally supports GM technology. We don't have another Florida Keys ecosystem. We don't have another Florida Keys community. We have this one, end quote. Daly, Ray, and others point to what they perceive as the FKMCD's disrespect for public opinion. They argue that the community wasn't given a chance to consent before the EPA approval. There was a 30-day public forum in September 2019 about Oxitex technology application, with 31,174 comments opposing release and just 56 in support. In June, Kothler and Kuzma wrote an opinion piece in the Boston Globe about the EPA approval, critiquing the agency's regulatory system and calling for a better process for evaluating new biotechnologies. The researchers expressed concern that the EPA did not convene an independent 
convened external scientific advisory panel to review Oxitec's claims about its mosquito strategy and that the agency only publicly released its risk assessment after approving the technology. Koffler and Kuzma wrote, quote, The American public needs to be assured that these decisions are made free of conflicts of interest, end quote. Some critics also wanted there to be more public engagement. Koffler and Kuzma say they offered to provide their expertise, along with other outside experts, to the Mosquito Control District to allow more discussion about the GM mosquitoes with the Keys community. But Koffler says the district wasn't responsive. Oxitec itself launched webinars about their new product, but not until after the EPA approval. Koffler says, quote, Here we are, like in the final hour, having these conversations that needed to be happening a year ago, end quote. Without public trust and enthusiasm, it doesn't matter whether Oxitec's mosquito technique works, says Guy Reeves, a genetic researcher at the Max Planck Institute for Evolutionary Biology in Germany, who stresses that he doesn't think the company's approach is unsafe. Quote, if the population in Florida Keys becomes so sensitized to this issue that they can no longer cooperate with each other, that's good for the mosquitoes, not good for the people, end quote. Based on their first-generation mosquito, OX513A, Oxitec says it has shown that the approach reduces a targeted mosquito population in trials in both Brazil and the Cayman Islands. But there's no evidence that this new OX5034 mosquito release will actually be worth it for mosquito suppression, says Reeves. Oxitec also hasn't explained how their new mosquito will directly curb human diseases such as dengue. Reducing disease transmission and burden should be measures of efficacy for this technology, says Koffler. According to Gorman, independent disease suppression data has only been collected by municipalities in Brazil because that's where most of the company's trials have been released in larger scales. These municipalities have shown that Oxitec mosquitoes have reduced dengue cases in areas of release, Gorman says. In order for Oxitec to collect additional data, he adds, the company needs to release and test large areas over sustained periods of time. Gorman maintains that the company is not required to report formal health impact studies. Reeves adds that Oxitec also hasn't explained what resources are needed to sustain this product, how long it could take to be effective, or the cost. When asked about the cost of the Florida Keys project, Oxitec responded, quote, Oxitec is a pre-commercial, pre-profit company. We will not profit from this pilot project in Florida. We are paying for it ourselves, end quote. Oxitec has released more than a billion of their OX513A mosquitoes over the past 10 years. According to independent scientists, some of those experiments did not go well. For example, researchers at Yale University and collaborators from Brazil analyzed Oxitec's 2015 release of OX513A in Brazil. The scientists confirmed that some offspring of the genetically modified mosquitoes, which were supposed to die and not pass new genes to the wild population, survived to adulthood and mated with their native counterparts. Between 10 and 60 percent of the native mosquitoes contained genes from Oxitec, according to the Yale study, which published in Nature in 2019. The paper's authors concluded they do not know what impacts these mixed
mixed mosquitoes have on disease control or transmission, but added that their findings underscore the importance of monitoring the genetics of the insects. Oxitec disagreed with the findings and responded on the journal's website. Oxitec told Gizmodo that Yale's study includes, quote, numerous false, speculative, and unsubstantiated claims and statements about Oxitec's mosquito technology, end quote. And when Koffler and three other scientists wrote about Oxitec's Brazil trial in The Conversation, Oxitec pushed to have the article retracted, says Koffler. For this coming release, some Key Largo locals are willing to act on their anger. Daly, for instance, says that if the mosquitoes are deployed in her neighborhood, she'll try to put insecticide in any box she finds or send it to an expert to test, even if it means getting in trouble with the federal authorities. She says, quote, I already have my arresting officer, and she said she's going to clean her handcuffs for me. I don't care, end quote. Ideally, Daly says, it won't come to that. She and other locals hope to stop Oxitech before the latest mosquitoes are delivered. Daly says she has been busy organizing protests and giving out yard signs to residents who don't want their property used in the trial. Quote, locals are pissed off, so I have been busy getting the press to cover the local opposition, she says. The first flying insect or animal that can actually use our human blood for a friggin' trial for a product to come to market without my consent. That's my blood, she adds. That's my son's blood. That's my dog's blood. End quote. Undark.org. Well, there we have it, everybody. Two ideas that arguably will probably inevitably wind up being bad ideas in hindsight. But hey, what's the absolute worst that could happen? I mean, other than the GMO mosquitoes drinking the radioactive water and turning into some sort of giant creatures, a la Godzilla. Quick, somebody call Hollywood. I think I'm onto something here. For the ACR, I'm Adam Clark, and this has been The Daily Ruckus for Thursday, April 15, 2021. For more information, please visit alternatecurrentradio.com.